Okay, good evening, good evening. Welcome to No Shit Sherlock. Um, this is what we call our topics party, where we talk about nothing but things that is on our mind, it's on your mind. Um, no Shit Sherlock, where we talk about everything from relationships to pop culture, politics, and everything in between. It doesn't take a genius to have a clue about what you're talking about. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, you know, just like our regular show, we're going to start it off um, with a little foreplay, you know, before we get that wet, wet, before we get it started. Yes. So this is game, this game is called, How Much Do You Use? So I'm going to pass the tissue around, <laughs> and I want you to pull off how much you think it's going to take for you to handle your business. What kind, what kind of business? Whatever you, what you whatever, use tissue, whatever you use tissue for. I know women use it for the multiple things, but right. what you use it for? So how much you how much you think it's gonna be? She Give us a little music while we're waiting. Count square. I'm a little OCD, so don't do that. If I <laughs> what? If I should stay, <laughs> I would only be. This is number one. Yo, <laughs> Wait a minute! I gotta be dry. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is number one. So I like, go. Oh. Now you know that's not that's realistic. But so, I know this body is clear. I'll think of you every step. Oh. I wish I had a witness in the house. The way I mean, if y'all can see how much tissues are pulling apart, it's like ridiculous. Except for my and I know we made it by my hands. That's the hands. That means you can start wiping with your chains. He said he used his hands, so. Okay, so now that you. You pulled how much you use. For each piece of tissue, you have to tell the group one thing about yourself. For Enjoy, each piece. Oh, this is wonderful then. So I yes. got, let's see, three, you six, got a lot nine of shit to tell. Oh my God. Oh, I don't have too much to tell. Okay, well, uh, let's see. We'll start with first thing. I'm a great diver. I don't know if many people knew that about me. She about to dive in it. <laughs> Um, I'm a mortgage loan officer, so anybody looking to buy a house, refinance a house, my home equity line of credit, any old thing, holla at me. Go ahead, plug. Um, I'm a great swimmer. I mean, I would expect so if I die, but hey, you know, put that out there too. Have you ever swam with a shark before? No. Okay, okay. this is not this a Q&A. <laughs> right. okay. Let me see what else. I don't like talking about myself. Um, I made this wig. That I have on right now. <laughs> That's a wig. It's a great wig. It looks good, don't it? It I'm does. A, I'm a woman of many talents. Um, I'm from well, from Jacksonville, but I live in Tampa. I, I mean, some of them know that now, but some of you don't. Um, uh, I don't know. Random. I love flowers, lilies, and orchids. Um. I love expensive perfumes. Um, you smell me? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why people walk in the door. That's nice. Um, it's more from Nordstrom's. I like shopping. Neiman Marcus. Ah. I like um, shopping. And um, let's see. I don't have any makeup on other than lipstick. That's me. All right. Oh, that was good. Uh, 
pulled a lot. Yeah. Yes, you did. So whole, lot so of whole lot of shit. Can we uh, go two by two? Can I do two for one? No. Okay. Just the same, McDonald. Uh, my name is Moist Towelette. Okay. <laughs> so nasty. Yeah. Three that's words. My, that's my stripper name, too. Erotic. Um, I have a 21 year old. Um, a 21 year old what? In Atlanta. Oh. <laughs> I have a dog. Um, I like shoe shopping. Uh, I like uh, collecting vinyl records. I might as well give my my name. It's up to you. Uh, I also like collecting comic books. Um, I hate talking about myself too. I made this wig. I love barbecue. All kinds of barbecue. Uh, I like to travel a lot. Uh, shit. Is this a family show? No. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> After you said it. Yeah, shit. You should hear something. I drink a lot. I may have a drinking problem. <laughs> Jesus saves. <laughs> uh, I have nine siblings. Uh, I like working on older cars. Down with Trump. What? Down with Trump. We're not even going there. We can't. Okay. 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 We, 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 we're not doing this. Next. Okay, for the sake of the yeah. time. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, not he that meant, down. Yeah, he meant oh. thumbs down. Thumbs not, down. Not, not, not his homeboy. Okay. Not I'm down. Okay, okay. I can keep my sight. Right. Yeah. So, right. so for the sake of the show, show like, go to the this, um, <laughs> this next presenter, she pulled about the whole role. So <laughs> she got a lot of shit to say. So. My name is Perlasia. I love crafts. I'm addicted to Sephora. Oh. I like to travel. I love dogs. Oh. Sometimes when I'm alone, I perform any concerts. Um. <laughs> I like concerts. Can you do one now? <clears throat> um. <laughs> I'm learning photography. I'm learning how to play the guitar. Oh, cool. Okay. Mm-mm. <laughs> 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 She's not going to go through all that tissue. We are moving on. Oh, we're going to have a limit. over. Oh, shit, if you got 13 <laughs> items, that's fine, but she had about 47. So, <laughs> this is a nine <laughs> items or less. <laughs> Next. I am OTP, and my spirit animal is a white 45 year old silver fox. <laughs> my name is Nancy. I'm in grad school for criminal justice and public administration. I have roughly 170 pairs of shoes. I love lipstick. And I don't like kids, but I work in child welfare. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm Lance 2.0. I'm a Pisces. Hey. 420 friendly. In my, oh, for- oh, my brother. in my former life, I used to be a porn star. What? I'm a Zumba instructor. I have a dog. I love scary movies. Uh. What else? Oh, I love Beyonce. All right. I sell it works, so hit me up. <laughs> Come on, blood. I have one brother and one sister. Piece of paper. <laughs> they got the extra residue? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't play because I already knew the game. Um, so, with, he said he uses his hands, so I guess. Oh, <laughs> so, moving right along to the reason why we're really here to dialogue and pick your brain and you can pick mine. Oh. So, we know everybody has an opinion, everybody's opinionated, don't nobody get you know, upset with someone else's opinion. Let's not be disrespectful. And, you know, it's more than one of us. So when someone else is talking, just let them talk and then you jump in after that. Moving right along. So what we want to do is we want to thank everybody for tuning in to Perspectives of the Sexes, (laughs) where we have men and women who come together to talk about everything under the sun and give new perspective and new ideas to a way of thinking. The first topic we're going to talk about is could you date or get in a relationship with someone knowing their parents don't like you or even want you with their child? Yes. Nancy says yes. Yes. Um, So I don't think you're dating the parents. You're dating the person you're with. Mm -hmm. And it's up to them to stand up to their parents. So I think it depends on them. Like I'm not going to let anybody's parents disrespect me. So Mm -hmm. as long as they check their parents if that's what it is, um, then yeah. I don't need to lay up with them. I do it just to be petty. Well, that is horrible. Just to know just the fact that I know that your parents don't like me, <clears throat> like the Ty and Candy situation. Mama uh, Joyce would have been so many bitches, hoes, and motherfuckers. That wouldn't work for me. Though. Yeah, that wouldn't work. I was because Candy never, never checked Mama Joyce. Candy yeah, yeah, never checked her right. a long, right. long, I mean, she and that's why I draw the line. And she never even checked her with AJ. Todd came along, she still wasn't checking. Yeah. So no, that would have never worked. Um. I think I can, um, to Nancy's point. I don't think you date the person, you date their parent. But I think it's all about res- respect. So if I can't date you if I know that your parents don't like me and you continue to allow them to disrespect right. me. Agree. Because then I'm going to cut yeah. your ass out. And, and your parents. Yeah. And, <laughs> and if you don't check them the first time, I'm going to give you a pass. Like, hey. Because hey, your mom. That's hey, your mom and daddy. That's your mom and your daddy. And I don't love you. Like, I don't love them like you do. <laughs> But she coming me again. She gonna be all kind of bitches, whole pussy ass motherfuckers. And everything under the sun. <laughs> Your daddy too, bitch, pussy. I ain't all because 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 I treat you how you treat. If you want to treat me like somebody on the street, then I will treat you accordingly. If you treat me with decency and respect, 
I'll give you the same. Mm. I am a mirror. I reflect what you give me. But that's my mama, man. Then check your mom. <laughs> you yeah. say how to be respectful. Okay, because, at, because at the end of the day, you can date someone who you and their parents don't get along, but they're respectful. Oh, yeah. cordial, which means I ain't going to see you on Thanksgiving. I ain't going to see you Christmas. I may give you a happy Mother's Day call, <laughs> happy Father's Day, you know, tie. And that's, that's the nature of the relationship. Prime example. Let's take it back to Housewives of Potomac. Oh. Monique mother-in-law did not like her. Yeah, and you know what she said? That's fine. I picked out a cop for her. I sent that shit to her. She told me, thank you. She appreciated me. Ain't talk to and I ain't talked to her again. <laughs> I wouldn't send that yourself. It works. But that is her husband's mother. Right. And she have to have some type of interaction right. with right. her. As long as respect. But now, he never checked her either. No. It don't seem like he ever well, checked her. Well, we didn't, we didn't see it on camera. Because, I mean, they heard. Didn't I get that heifer together? Like when we did. Right. Mm-hmm. So but she tried to act like she didn't hear that on the reunion. So did he. And he said that he his the mom apologized to him, but still hadn't apologized to the wife. Yeah. That's an issue. It is. But you're right. I mean, she has to deal with her to some degree. But the respect is given. What is shown? <laughs> Anybody else? Oh, I mean, I think everybody covered it, but I agree. Yeah. Like, I would not want to. I mean, it'd be uncomfortable, but I'm not dating the parents. So yeah, it's just up to him to tighten that shit up. Unless first I'm in a relationship, did me wrong, and now I'm gonna do you wrong by sleeping with your parents. I'm just joking. Oh, that's oh, that. Oh, that's that. Oh, that's that. That's that's that. Not Jerry Springer. I mean, <laughs> now, I don't know nothing about that. That's I'm a whole joking. Other thing. I'm joking. Are you? Serious. Well, for me, this Medulla speaking, I what I normally do if I'm dating somebody, I always try to see how their relationship is with their parents first. True. Because a lot of times you would never be able to come between, and not you don't want to come between, mm-hmm. but you're you're not right. able to really break that up between that that mom and that son, or that mom and that daughter, or that dad and or vice versa. So if their relationship is already strong with their parents, meaning that they kind of listen to everything their parents say and all of that. And we, you know, you kind of already have in the back of your mind. At least with me, I have in the back of my mind. Okay, well, uh, you know, they, if if there is an issue with the mom or the dad, I may not be able to to break that. So if I, I if that becomes an issue, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't date them. That's true. I agree. Yeah. Because I shouldn't have to compete with your parents. That's just how I feel. If I have to come, if the bond between you and your parents is that strong, I don't have I I have no time to even try and compete. Mm-hmm. I just really I just really don't. And that kind of stress is just it, it's going to. It's going to spill over into the relationship, mm-hmm. and eventually something's going to give. Right. So. Which is probably going to be yeah. a relationship. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the matters you just really can't win. Well, it depends on how much they are there for you, though. Mm-hmm. Like, if they understand and look at their parents as being wrong, right. then that True. will shift then a little shift. bit. I mean, my, my parents, or I don't want to say my parents, because my mom was pretty ratchet, but my, like, my dad's side, I'm sure, was never thrilled that I brought home um, people of color, if you will. Um, but they know I didn't play that shit, so they respected everybody I ever brought home. Um, so there was never, I never had to have like a sit down conversation with them. If I did, it was in the fifth grade and I don't remember it. But I think it's, so it's like everybody has said it's a respect thing. And they know you, so they know. <clears throat> they do. They, they know what they can get away with, they know what they can. They know, okay, let's write this fine line because you know, out of respect for you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so moving right along. So Perlasia, <laughs> would you date someone with a lower educational background? I would. You gotta, you gotta hold it to your face. I would just because they don't have the actual 
Some technical difficulties. We're to get these producers. Just because they don't have the actual paper doesn't mean they don't have street smarts. And you can get farm life with street smarts, so I would. Uh, yeah, I agree with uh, Perlasia. I would. Uh, I think it has something to do with common sense and book smarts. I have a little bit of both, but I think that someone that is maybe more street savvy could teach me something that I didn't know. So I, I definitely would. Well, I also don't think a degree um, determines or dictates your level of intelligence. There are intelligent people all over the world that didn't have the funding for school, didn't have the motivation for school, and they're more intelligent than people with PhDs. So, like you said, I don't think you should look at a piece of paper. Now, what they're doing with their intelligence is what you should be looking at. But I definitely don't think education should really, as far as a degree, should dictate. Um, <clears throat> no, I don't. It, that doesn't matter. Um, but it also depends on what the person is looking for. Some people are looking for that individual with the educational status, with the <clears throat> the career, with the business, or whatever you have. So I think it also depends on what somebody's looking for. Some people they just that turns them on. Who somebody who's college ed educated you know they're the highest level of their, their um, career um, but me personally no it like like he said it you got the streets you know anybody can have a piece of paper mm -hmm. Shit, you can go to DeVry Everest you can't now Touche. Touche. You can't now. Going over there to the bride and pledge. Stomp the yard. Stomp the yard over the bride. So so okay, so I think the uh, a good consensus is that you, you can, but why do people feel like you can't? Is it because they deem that your level of education um, have makes you have more potential, like long term. Um, why why is why is do people come up with these standards like oh, okay they gotta they gotta have this because I have this and that you know they have to be able to bring just as much so they equate that to education. I feel like wait a minute they, they pushing on me. Wait a minute. Stop oh, okay. like wait a minute. No, I I feel like we live in an age of if we don't post about it and we find a competition with the next poster, it doesn't make us feel good. Not us at this table. Mm -hmm. But I think we live in that, okay, we got the pictures, I got to post about it, I got to post all my degrees, I have to post his degrees, I got to post the cars, because if he's not a mirror of me, or she's not a mirror of him, you know what, we're not deemed successful. And I think when we take away the judgment of others, the perception of others, what people will think about us, I think we let it go. Because happiness and success isn't on that piece of paper. Right. A whole lot of money came with that piece Amen. of paper. And I know people that's not digging out of a loan home a hole, but they, you know what? They making money. Mm -hmm. I'm still paying back this loan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, but they they're still successful. I think success, happiness, and love is not on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And I'm okay. So I just want to say I think the reason why people may feel like they can't do it is because of experiences. When you're, if you're, if you're a college educator or you went to college, your experience is different from someone who didn't go to college. 
you know, you may want somebody who you can relate to. You know, you want to be like, okay, I remember this time when we were studying, staying up late, studying for classes, and then, you know, you're laying in bed with your significant other who may have not went to college, and they're like, I can't relate to this shit. <laughs> so why are you always talking about it, you know? And so I feel like some people want that ex that same experience when it comes to a relationship. But, but you I, know, low-key, yeah. a lot of people have that experience. <laughs> was not enrolled in school. Well, How many people was on the set? Just a joke, just a joke. <laughs> I know I was at school there. Okay. And I decided you know, to sit there. It's always about one yeah. or two walking around campus with a book bag. Like, yo, wait, wait a minute. How long you been here? I know you were. And I did not attend. <laughs> but, I think, but I think it's funny because in my opinion, I think it's not such, it doesn't hold so much importance when it comes to guys seeking women or guys seeking anyone in general. It's more on the women's side. So since we have ladies, why do you think women who are so independent have these standards of, you know, the guy they should be with? And then we see so many women who are very successful who get these men who don't exactly live up to what they preach that it takes for someone for them to be with someone so i think a lot of people correlate success um with or not success i'm sorry education with drive mm -hmm. so m women typically and men too want somebody that is driven um but like okay like sophia says, <laughs> <laughs> like sophia says success should not be measured by a piece of paper success mm -hmm. love and happiness all that good stuff so there are people that are driven that make more money than people with a master's degree right. mm -hmm. that only have a high school diploma or a GED. So I mm -hmm. think that for women, they want that security and they don't want somebody working a low level job, but that's willing to work 80 hours a week and make overtime and make all this money over what they make with their master's degree because they want some type of level of security with their friends and with their neighbors mm -hmm. and all this stuff. But this person still makes money. So if it's money that you're after, Education really doesn't necessarily have to be that avenue. Right. It just has to be drive. Right. But a lot of times, education is connected to drive, and it, it really shouldn't be. Right. Very true. Yeah, because I see a lot of people that have drive. You think about us with college degrees, we can walk into a job, boom, get that management job. But think about that person who just has a high school diploma. That's drive mm -hmm. to make it to mm -hmm. the corporate office. Well, you have to work through it, too. That's drive. Yeah. Like, really, yeah, we went through school, we got these degrees. Resume, okay, boom, you meet all the criteria. Mm -hmm. But you got someone over here that really had to drive and push to get mm -hmm. to where we're at. Right. And so. I think geographical location has a lot to do with that as well mm -hmm. because up north, they drive more on education. The south, you can kind of get away with experience mm -hmm. versus having mm -hmm. the educational background. Right. So right. It, I think geographical location mm -hmm. also plays a part in that. And I can agree with that. I can more so speak to myself. Like, I'm a college dropout. I guess that's the best way I could put it, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. I didn't finish school, but I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Pretty well. I'm yeah. doing right. quite well. And then going back to experience, sometimes it's not necessarily about experience. It's about mm -hmm. who you know. I exactly. come from yep. a very big corporate organization. I'm big on networking. It's all mm -hmm. about... Those connections, you don't have to know First everybody, but if all you have to, you know, if all you right have to know is the right person, yeah. and essentially that's how I get where I get, and the executives will tell you. It's not about having that experience. If right. you know the right person, right. hey, mm -hmm. let them look out for a job, you apply for it, of course you're going to get denied because you don't have the experience right. for it, but, but you get that person can get, get that pull. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't even care about that education piece. It is about drive. It is. Yeah, Everything. 
Yeah. yeah, I agree. But I have to, um, I, I can't speak for a woman because I'm not a woman, but I think certain women, and not anybody in here, but I think certain women say to themselves when it comes to the question, like you were saying, how can they not see themselves dating mm-hmm. somebody who doesn't have a degree and all that? A lot of women, they work really, really hard. They work really, really hard. So sometimes when a woman has actually put in six years on her degree, if she went to, hypothetically, she went to law school and all of that, if she did all of that, and then she have a man that just kind of just getting by, and even though he may have drive, she she just wants to be, I think, um, Nancy. Nancy said it, Nancy said it best. Um, producers. <laughs> Where's Suzanne? <laughs> anyway, but I wrote that down. I think I think Nancy said it said it best. I mean, yeah, it's dry, but some some, some women actually want that security. Okay, well, if you lose this particular job that you're grinding on or whatever, you still can actually go and get another one, and make the same amount of equal income. Because just say if you uh, were to get married and you guys get a mansion, and then the person loses the job, it's not really a of a hundred percent chance he can actually go get another job paying that same amount of money. Yeah, he may have drive, but oh, let me cut no, off. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, he may have drive, but I mean, who's to say that he's gonna be able to make that hundred thousand that he was making without a degree? But that's a false sense of security because mm-hmm. people would degree. I mean, I have a degree. Uh-huh. I'm in grad school. That's on my resume, and it's still hard for me to find something making more than what I made before I graduated. Mm-hmm. So that's an issue. Mm-hmm. I right, mean, right. I mean, I look at it every day. Like, well, what? What the hell did I go to school for? Right. I mean, that could be my field because I actually wanted to make a difference and help people, which is asinine in itself because <laughs> nobody wants it. But anyway, I mean, honestly, like it's hard to say that it's security because just because you have five degrees doesn't mean it's going to get you in the door. Like, um, this is Anastasia. Anastasia, okay, great. So like Anastasia <laughs> said, it's about who you know. It really is because if he gets laid off or he gets fired after all that drive, after only graduating from high school, and then he tries to go find another job, it really doesn't matter if he doesn't know somebody. I mean, he could have seven degrees. Let's say he could be overqualified. He could mm-hmm. still not have enough experience. So I think women that, women that limit themselves are restricting their own happiness and I think they're looking for a false sense of security I think you should look at the man for who he is and if he's driven and he works at a call center he works at UPS or he does whatever but he's still doing what he can to still provide for you and do whatever he needs to do then that's what you should be looking at money and independence go a lot they're two different things you can have somebody who makes a lot of money and broke as hell and you can have somebody on the fry line at McDonald's and it's completely independent. Mm-hmm. They have their own place. They put gas in their car every day. So I think that, you know, when you tie things that are relative to things that are very specific, that are variables, I think is where it gets kind of crazy. And just one thing, a person who is driven, they can get knocked down, but one thing about a driven person, they're not gonna stay down for long. Right. They're gonna get they are not job. gonna stay down for long. Yeah. That was good. So, how about this? Why do some African American or Blacks feel the need to defame the character or underhandedly throw other Blacks or African Americans under the bus to get ahead? Is it that mentality there's only going to be one and they have to be that one? That mentality sucks because I've been just coming from a corporate environment, being the only black, and it's not cool. I don't like being the only black. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily see any situations where blacks have to run other blacks under the bus to get ahead. 
it's more so that when that black gets to a certain level, they're not looking to pull anybody else up. Mm -hmm. That's the only issue I see. So right. I don't necessarily see the thrown under the bus situation. Um, I think it goes back to, and you know, what a lot of people say is just the house Negro mentality. Mm -hmm. You know, when, you know, you had the house Negro and then you had the blacks who were out in the fields, you know, you had to do what you had to do to survive. So you really didn't care about the people who were out there in the field just as long as you were, you felt like you were being taken care of, that you felt like you were better than them. Well, how did you become light skinned? Because you made it in the house. Oh, right. <laughs> right. 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 He tells a lot of ugly light skinned blue eyed people that. I am proud to say that I am not one of those. I am proud to say I'm not one of those because, to my understanding, Aloysius made it very clear that he's not friends with anybody who's ugly. I'm not. Uh -huh. No, I, 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 I can't. I'm sorry. I don't know what you want, but I don't. I, I just don't have ugly friends, especially when people send you requests on social media. Are we talking about close friends? No, or no, 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 no. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Who are we talking about? Be specific. I'm not saying nothing. I'm not saying nothing. We're not doing that right now. Okay, well, we're not doing that right now. We're not doing that right now. I will say, I've seen it both. Like Anastasia said, you know, being the only black at the top. But I've seen it on the other side. Oh, be on show. Our producer pulled a good one. Um, I've seen it where blacks or African Americans have been in certain positions, and they try so hard to try to get to the top, and they're throwing other blacks under the bus. But in the end, they end up making themselves look stupid. So I understand the question because I see it all the time. Not not particularly in the company I'm at now, um, but in previous jobs, yeah, most definitely. And I can speak on this because this actually happened to me where the actual young lady <laughs> didn't have the skills or the experience. And because she lacked the skills or experience, she was actually underhandedly throwing me under the bus. Oh. Wait, did she do it on purpose? She purposely that sounds like purpose. yes and it, well, it wasn't like you know perlasia is doing this perlasia is doing that but it's more so <laughs> she was making it seem like i was incompetent so do you think though because uh, i'm trying to make it yeah. seem like i was incompetent yeah. right. so being the only um non-person of color at the table i tried to wait to put put in my two cents girl, but you, girl you black do you think <laughs> she likes him do you think it was because it was a Another black person trying to put another black person down, or do you think it was a, a woman trying to put another woman down? Because I see it with women all the time, yes. white and black. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if the person ahead is black or white, they're going to not bring mm -hmm. that other woman up. There's no women empowerment corporations or mm -hmm. government agency. It doesn't matter. So do you think that was like uh, you know, a black person not helping another black person, or do you think it may have been because you were another woman? Gender. No, in this case, it was specifically because I was another black woman. Because okay. there were other people on the team that also had skills. And she didn't she just didn't do it. And she picked me out and tried to throw me under the bus. Um, me personally, I've seen where they may not defame them, but they feel the need to separate themselves from other blacks in the area or on the team. Like, set themselves apart. Like, oh, well, you know, they 
do this, but I don't do that. You Does know? that I um, person still say they're pro-black, even though they separate themselves? I mean, you know, she's 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 pretty purple. Okay. Um. Oh Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> purple. Yeah, yeah, she's purple with uh blue eyeshadow, red lipstick. Wrong. Privilege. Oh <laughs> no, 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 no. So, um, but I've seen that because she likes to say like. Oh well, you know. Oh, they go, they went to Rains, or oh, they did this, or they or they live on the north side. Oh no, I don't live over there. I live over here. So she makes an effort to separate, separate you know, herself from mm-hmm. other people with on her. I don't know. I don't look her, over here. Her, her t- She does that. She she does that, and I feel that it's sad because it's like she has to make herself look better, not necessarily down talking them. But just necessarily separating herself from that sounds like a form and of insecurity. And she will be separate. Yeah, and I think right. it's insecure because here's the thing: I'm one of those people that you have to be mindful of what you say and what you do. Right. Because yes, you built up this facade and this persona of who you think they think you are, and then you know, then there there are people like me who remember you when. Mm-hmm. Before you knew what MK stood for, you thought it was Mary Kay instead of Michael Kors. Hello. <laughs> oh my. So, you know, it's it. it yeah, yeah. Zip it. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> so, I mean. I mean Samadana. Right. So, you have people who are like that, and she's like, oh, well, you know, this and this. But she only does it to the Caucasian leaders in the area to make herself seem, oh, I'm not like them. And she's a mockery. Mm-hmm. What was that? So she walk around with a wig <laughs> talk about like a helmet. She doesn't even know. <laughs> and blue eyeshadow. Wrong. <laughs> 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 yes. Okay. So, you know, I just thought that was still was So now we finna get real, real different. We finna dig into some something that a lot of people may not have articulated their thought before. But we wanna hear what you guys have to say. So why are people okay with people of the LGBT community when they are just their friends? However, when it's their children, they feel completely different. Oh shit! Because they're hypocrites. Oh my! I mean, that would be the simple, the simple answer. Just like oh, people are okay with interracial dating until it's in their home. Mm -hmm. So white parents will be okay with seeing interracial couples on commercials, interracial couples in the mall. But if their daughter or son brings home somebody of a different race, not necessarily a person of color, Asian, whomever, just not white or whatever they are, because Asians have the same tendency, then it's an issue. Right. The moms will say, don't bring nobody home that don't look like me. Right. (laughs) If she can't use your call, don't bring her home. Oh, wow. <laughs> I ain't never oh, heard that before. I've never heard that before. I mean, so, so, I mean, because a lot of times, you know, especially females, and I'll say females, when it comes to them having a gay male friend, they're all down for the get down. They ha ha, they kiki, that's they Judy, they pick up all the lingo and all sorts of kind of things. But then it doesn't hit them until their son or daughter comes home and say, I'm gay, I'm a lesbian, or I'm trans. So, just real quick, I think it could be one of two things. I think, A, they're a hypocrite, which is probably the most probable, or B, they're fearful of what their child is going to go through being in that community. I think a lot of parents see the abuse, and they see the prejudice, and they Mm -hmm. see the biases, 
and they don't want that for their children. So yeah, that's cool for their friend that they've known for five years. Like, yeah, they can deal with it, right? Mm -hmm. But they don't want that for their child. Again, that's very rare. Mm -hmm. I think it's mostly being hypocritical mm -hmm. and, and just a horrible person, but it could be <laughs> option B. Yeah, um, I think a lot of parents have an idea or just a vision, you know, just from when their child is small of who their child's gonna grow up to be. You know, it's, and I, like you said, it is hypocritical, but when you think about it, you could have a child, you know, best friend, they, they're seniors in high school, and um, one son could be like, oh, um, the best friend could be like, oh, I'm going into the military. Your mom could be like, oh, that's so good for you, and you'd be like, mom, I'm going to the military too. No, you're going that's to college. True. Mm -hmm. That's true. <laughs> you know, but, you know, because parents have a certain expectation for their own child that they don't have for other people. That's true. I think a lot of times, um, to, to get back to the question, I think a lot of parents, they feel like they fail um, mm -hmm. if, if they, if their child comes out to be gay, they feel like, okay, well, it's something that I did wrong as a mm -hmm. parent. It's okay that I had a friend, but when it comes to my child, I feel like I failed them. You know, why didn't I take the time out? Why mm -hmm. not? Just, so then, of course, when they feel like they're a failure, then, of course, they downplay, you know, everything that their child goes through. Well, no, yeah, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. What have you? They, because they basically, the hurt that they have in them, they're hurting their child. They're trying to hurt their child. So I, I feel like, that's why some some parents don't take away. They, they just feel like they're they're, they're a failure. That's so ignorant, though. And I really I wish those kids. Yeah, I, I wish those word. kids would ask their parents. So, at what age did you realize you like boys, or what age did you realize you like girls? Because they're not going to be able to identify, right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not a lesbian, so I can't speak 100. percent But I feel like people that are members of that community, they knew at a very early age. Like I knew in the third grade that I liked little black boys. That has not changed. Like you know your preference. Consistency. So, that's what I'm saying. So like you just you know your preference. You know what you like. So I'm sure a lot of people in that community knew in the sandbox as Tommy, I like little Jimmy, or as Sandy, they liked little Mandy. So I don't. I think they should really ask. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm saying they wouldn't be able to answer it. They would look at it totally different if they realized it's not just a phase, it's not a failure, it didn't have shit to do with how you raised me, it didn't have shit to do with how many times we went or did not go to church. This is what I like, and this is what I've liked since I've known but how when, to like but something. But when you're that young, you're not going to ask your parents that. No, you're not. So when you're of age to date and they've got an issue with it, that's when you ask them. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. What yeah. Nancy said, it is exactly what I was going to say. It's ignorance. It's lack of knowledge. They don't they just don't know. And even if they have a friend or a best, it's different. It's just different when it's their child. Yeah, the person they turn up hard. You know, they don't thing. really, you might, they might tell them a few stories or whatever, whatever, but they not gonna, they don't really know what a person is actually gonna go mm -hmm. through, through that. And most of the times, if that's their best friend or they, you know, homegirl, homeboy, whatever, by the time they're they're chilling, this person has already gone through their process. They mm -hmm. good, they comfortable. So you know, it's not really a struggle for them. But like, I agree with Medulla and Nancy. They um, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot just that quick. They feel like a failure. Yeah, they feel like they failed their child, and that's because that's they a parent, parents always say, "Oh no, nah, that ain't gonna happen to my baby. That's not gonna happen." To and them, especially, I know I'm gonna stay on them. Especially black. Yeah, but they don't. They don't. They don't know it. They don't know it. Right, right. Especially black parents. It's just like it's, it's the worst. Like 
you got all these deacons sleeping with the pastors mm-hmm. and vice versa. But a girl or boy come out gay is the worst. It's like, but I think it's harder for women too, and and even I'm guilty of this a lot of times because I've known I've known so many like seasonal lesbians. Seasonal, but men, yes. if they like little boys at 5, 10, 15, they gonna like little boys at 85. So, or not little boys, I'm sorry, let me say that back. Because <laughs> going, going down the aisle is not gonna change gonna, your perspective. They gonna like males at that age. Women, I mean, at 21, they might have liked the girl at they're 25, they're married. They kiss the girl and like they're but, it's, but that's they're not right. that's not a fair they're assumption, they're though, right? right? Women can legitimately be lesbians. It's just we got so many fake lesbians running around here tarnishing their name. <laughs> that it's hard <laughs> to believe. Right. It's just hard to believe. Strange but things. I really think it's harder for women than it is men. Love you too. Strange thing for a little bit of change. Hey, I mean, but that, hey, that, the guys need to step up. I mean, hey, I mean, if so, I had if I had five kids and I know my baby that ain't about nothing, I'm going to lesbian too. Like my kids need some school clothes. Just <laughs> a show. So, so, so my my yes, studs be working. They do work hard. They do work. Follow mm. money. Oh yes. Yeah. And then they transform on Facebook for a video. Go ahead. And they dress too. And they spin. All they do. <laughs> yes. All these they got a big old dress. Yes. Oh my gosh. I I I I think people are fine when it's their friend because you know it's cool. It, it's always easier for a woman to have a gay male friend, and it's always easy for a guy to be cool with a gay female. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes a little uncomfortable when it's the same sex and they're friends. But to the question, I think it's it's okay because it's it's just oh you know they live their life, or I see them, and they don't necessarily fit the stereotype of what I think when I see them. However. Now that it's my child, or I didn't raise you That's crazy. to be that way, <laughs> or I didn't raise you to go out and that. Because what I really think it comes down to when a parent identifies that their child is gay, they instantly go to the sexual act of being gay, mm-hmm. which is a very, very small piece of mm-hmm. who that person is. Or oh, it depends on who you are. You know, yeah, you, no, I'm just well, I totally, I'm kidding. I know. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Uh, uh, but I, but I think that that's what it comes down to because instantly if if a mom hears that their son is gay they instantly go to somebody getting fucked in the blood. Who is it? Is it my son? I didn't raise Tyrone. Uh-huh. Dad. Oh, you know what I mean. No, but I'm not. But I'm serious. Because I mean, they first response is, "Are you the girl or the boy?" Right, and this. You know, so I, so again, I think when parents hear that, they instantly go to that, and they should part respond. Do you get on top of it by my dad? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. But, but I think that I think that's why they go there, and then sometimes if they are one of those parents who are a lot more knowledgeable, then they go to okay, do you know what you're actually getting into? Are you safe? Do you know what to expect? What are you doing? And then it's like, okay, now they're going, my child is dealing with the perspective of their life that I am not equipped or I don't know how to help them with. Or they don't want to. I mean, I think a lot of people, especially um, very religious parents, Mm -hmm. believe that, well, very, I'm going to say this. 
I, I, I don't know how to say it, but parents that believe your child or anybody that's a homosexual is going to hell, then they really start to freak out, mm -hmm. which to me I'm means just... that you have no relationship with God. So I think a lot of people like start to feel that burning in their heart, thinking mm -hmm. that their child is going to go to hell because they are homosexual. Um, and they just don't know how to cope with that. So I don't think it's so much they're not equipped for, I mean, they're not equipped, right? But they don't want to be either because they've been fed all of this from their pastor who's telling them homosexuality is a sin and all the gays should burn. So they're not even willing to, I mean, that, that's shit. That's yeah, what they true. say. Come on, get right that's, that's what they say. So I don't think they're ready to even determine whether or not they can or can't handle it. It's wrong. So I just want to go around the table really quick. And if you had a child and they came to oh, you and shit. said that I was gay, lesbian, or trans, what would you say to them? Perlation. I would thank them for telling I would thank them for telling me and let me know, let them know that I still love them. That's my baby. That's right. Unconditional love. Come on, West Towelette. This is Moist Towelette. I would actually ask them how they knew, and I would tell them uh, about my experiences, and I would make certain that they understood uh, just what's happening out there. Because, I mean, you got RuPaul's Drag Race, and you got Google, and that can give you different spectrums of what's going on in the LGBTQ community. Uh, I would piggyback on, is it Perlasia? Perlasia. Perlasia. I piggyback on Perlasia, like the same situation, you know, as my child, let them know I'm here for them, and pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with those, and like Boyz Talent said, um, you know, how do you know, and what do you identify with, and have you educated yourself on how that transition is going to apply to you? But I still love you. You're still my child. It doesn't matter. This is your life, not mine. I can't live it for you. Um, I definitely agree with the people that came before me. I, I love my child. Uh, I definitely would show them the most love and all of that. Um, however, I would definitely make sure that it's something that they want to do. Um, because a lot of times people just get do something because it's a fad. Um, it, or your like, friends doing yeah, it. Your, right, I'm sorry, it's a fan of your friends doing it or somebody else because it's something that you see, but it's really not you. Uh, you're just acting out at the time. So I just say, you know, is it something that you really want to commit to? Because, you know, if you don't, it really could suck you into a whole other lifestyle that you've never been exposed to. And it, you may not be safe. You may actually run into uh, some type of devastation on another level. So um, I just would have a real serious conversation just to ask them where they are. Is this something that you want to commit to long term? I mean, how long did you know? Or is this something because a, a friend did it? I, I would ask those kind of pretty two one question game because I want to make sure that if this is something that they are committed to, that they actually really want to do, that they take all the safety precautions and all of that. So it would be a little different for me. Yeah, I love you, but let's make sure that your mind is in the right place. Come on, Sophia. <laughs> Come on, Sophia. You told I, Hawks to beat me. <laughs> no, wrong Sophia. Wrong show. All my life, I had to fight. You're not gonna fight. Okay. We love each other. Um, I would tell my child nothing's changed. There's nothing that you still can't come to me and talk to me about. Still love the same. Still gonna keep it real the same. Because once you start to maybe start to close those doors, you don't want them to feel like now I can't come to you. 
now okay it's three o'clock in the morning i found myself in a situation who really now can i call it was cool when i was with the opposite sex but is it still cool so try not to make just try to make nothing has changed so um i would say um i love you i support you um and now that i know you have nothing to be ashamed about you know walk with your head up high don't let nobody don't you don't feel like you have to hide it from anybody else because now that i know it's out there in the open and it's all on you and just be safe and protect yourself okay and it's nobody's fucking business you don't owe anybody explanation and you do not have to broadcast it unless you want to okay sorry so I think I pretty much said um, how I feel, but basically what everybody said, I would still love them, I would still respect them, want to hear everything. I would kind of want to know if it was a fad or not, because I do think a lot of kids, depending on the age, do fall in line with their peers. Um, but like there's, just real quick, there's a mom in England that allows her son to do a makeup channel who's like eight years old. And I would be that mom. Like, if this is what you want to do, if this is what you like already this early, you know it, you know you feel, you feel comfortable enough to talk to me about it, then let's go. Let's go to Max, Sephora, everything. I'll get it for you. So, yeah, fully supportive. I don't think eight-year-olds should wear makeup. Okay, well, it doesn't matter because he does amazing makeup. <laughs> He's very good. He is. Boy, I'm Jack a boy is or girl. Jack has taught me a lot of things. Boy or girl. Jack has taught me a lot of things. Boy or girl. This is my personal opinion. I just think about not that they can't because you're a boy and you can't do it. It's just the the backlash they're gonna get. It's like at eight years old, you can't even handle that kind of Absolutely. stuff. So Well you can if I'm with you. Because I can <laughs> well, yes. and, and mom is always with me when they're going out on their photo shoot. So we can go. Oh, we got you. <laughs> um I think my number one thing would be regardless of what path you take, always be safe. If you're going to transition, do it the safe way. Mm-hmm. Don't be laying across people's dining room tables. Going to Brazil, uh, you know, you know, get semen in your ass. Be I can't. Um, but just just be safe and always feel that you can come and you can talk to me because you don't know I've lived and you don't know you know and you don't know. What my experiences are, you know, there could be something that, you know, I can help you with that you may not be aware of because you think, oh, I just don't understand because I'm your parent. You know, always be safe and always know that you can come to me because we can talk about anything. I will feel more comfortable with you coming and talking to me. And if I don't know something, us work together to find out the answer or solutionize it versus you feeling that you have to seek refuge in the street or through someone else who I may not align with their ideology and guide you along this path. Come through with these big words. Mm-hmm. Ideology. Somebody got a degree. As you can see, I'm on the higher educational band. Yeah. So y'all can't see us. So next question. Can you be pro black but have a non black partner? Yes. Ooh, that's a, that's oh, I mean, I can go. So, <clears throat> where you <laughs> <laughs> why, why did you have to clear your throat? So, I think it depends on your definition of pro-black. So, for me to be pro-black as a white person would be to support and enhance the black community by supporting black businesses, supporting black youth, etc. 
Um, also, as a white person, it would be to use my white privilege to call out racism and to call out bullshit, which I do probably at least on a weekly basis. <laughs> so that's for me. As far as my partner goes, he still supports black businesses. He promotes black youth by being with um, big brothers and big sisters. He is a... I don't know, he's just so amazing. But, oh, like, oh. but I mean, he legit could have been uh, like in the forefront of the civil rights activist. So I think that a lot of people underestimate him or even underestimate me because he's with me and, and I am white. But I think it depends on how you define it. I know, uh, I know like 60 years ago, it was defined as building the black family and the black community and embracing black businesses and rebuilding but I think now, would you rather a black male and a black woman that don't give a fuck about black businesses, don't give a fuck about the black community, move to Mandarin, don't do shit for the black youth, etc., or would you rather a black male that's with a white woman that still invests in the black community? So I think you have to like identify which definition you go through um, or which I definition you identify with, but I absolutely believe that you can be blacker than black and pro-black as a white person because you can support the black community more than some black people do or as a black person with a non-black partner um, I, I, I agree with everything Nancy said I'm sorry just ask, I'm just asking for the collection plate right now <laughs> because she just hit on everything So, but I do agree yes I think you can be pro-black and um, have a non-black partner. It's, I mean, look at um, Sidney Poitier and Harry Belafonte. I mean, they're two of the most, they're two of the strongest black men ever, and both of their partners are white. So, yeah, I think. Well, I think partner uh, says that you are attracted to one type of person, but pro means that you support whatever is behind the pro, right? Yeah, right. So I think if you take the race out of it, mm -hmm. then if you're down for the cause, you're just down for the cause, yeah. whatever that, that looks like. And one more, just um, let me just interject one, one thing. So I think it also depends on that black person. So if the black person is with a white person or Asian or whomever, and they are downing black women or downing black men, that is a big fuck no. Like you cannot be pro-black and still down that aspect of the race. But I think if you just happen to be attracted to this white woman or this Asian or this Hispanic, white Hispanic, um, then you absolutely can be pro-black. But if you use your relationship to say, fuck black women, they're to this, they're to that, then you, you can't be pro-black. Yeah, you're but not pro-black at all. Yeah, what, no. what, what I find interesting is that people feel that you can't be pro-black if you do anything that's not black. Right. Um, who you're with is who you're attracted to, not what you believe in, not what you stand for. That is a very small piece of what makes you up. That's just who you fell in love with or who you like to lay with or whatever. <laughs> what, what, what's funny is, is that all of these people who could be so pro-black consistently are whores, are consistently calling women bitches, hoes. Yeah, they're hurting the community. You know what I mean? But you're so pro-black and your only claim to being pro-black is oh well i don't do this but so-and-so does this which kind of goes back to what we said before you have to diminish or underhand someone else to make yourself look mm -hmm. better as being so pro-black 
Well, okay. oh, I think you have to define pro-black too, because right. some people mm-hmm. think pro-black is having natural hair. You that's do. just not enough. That's right. Not. Well, I think it looks at at whose definition, though. So everybody roots back to like the fifties and sixties when Malcolm X was anti-white. Like I'll never forget the first time I saw the Malcolm X movie, and a white girl, probably like myself back then, was like, "What can we do to help the cause?" And he was like, "Nothing." So then he changed his perspective on right. white people shortly before he passed away. So I think it depends on the definition. I mean. That was in the 60s, we're in 2017. Right. Like, the, I think... Yeah, people evolved. But the funny thing about we it have, is... But a lot of people have it. Right. But the okay. funny thing about it is that it's 2017, and that situation just happened when like, Lady Gaga... She just, we just talked right. like about that. Ago. And they was, like, reading her. Right. Like, and, and, right. And it's like... But the thing about it is, is that, you know, why not celebrate the fact that someone who feels like they're not informed of what it takes to Agreed. be a part of something because to me there's a difference in being empathetic and sympathetic mm-hmm. absolutely right. two different words and when you are someone who's like okay i really want to help i really want to do what i can but i don't know how you would think that they would ask someone who is a part of that community who they have a relationship with right. to say hey what can i do and that person imparting them, right? But instead, you have people saying, "Why are you asking me? Because I'm black." Yeah, you're the experience. You're right, right. This. So it should be accepted, but it's not, and that's the issue. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the difference I mean, that's between the, the two words. Right. Sympathetic is, "Oh, you were treating poorly because you're black." Past the Starbucks. Empathetic is, right. well, you, you were treated poorly. Right. What can I do to help stop this so shit from exactly. happening? Empathy to me is feeling it. Right. So I have felt it in personal situations and I have called it out in personal situations but there's a lot of white people that have their blinders on that are like what I mean there's no racism going on like I'm not treated differently because yes the fuck you are and that's, Every yeah. fucking that's day my life. point with it is you can have a other race partner but they still need to understand that your experience is different from mine mm-hmm. so I think as long as they understand that like the, man, right. like the man said, you know, I play ball, I got this money and all of that. You could take all of it away, I'm still going to be black. Right. So my experience is different. As long as the, your partner understands that, I understand that you are African American. I understand that your struggles are different from mine. You know, I can get up and do this and you can't do that. As long as they understand that, I don't think that there's right. an issue. But if they're blind to it, which a lot of white people are, I'm not, I'm not going to take that from them. Mm-hmm. Um, wish I could, but I can't. They were really, I mean, my sister, I don't think, knows anything about um, uh, white privilege. I don't think my dad understands anything about white privilege, but I've seen it <laughs> with my own eyes. Like, I'm the only person at this table that could go off on a police officer, roll up my, my window, hand to my license and registration, roll, like, roll up my window and be like, okay, well, I'll just wait on my ticket. And, the and nothing happened. And then we'll right. That's what I'm saying. So you have to recognize that <laughs> right. and you have to identify it and stand up when people are not being treated the same as you, which I've done several times. So I think if your partner is blind to it, then yeah, that's an issue. But if your partner understands what it is and can actually feel what you've been through, even if it isn't personally, but you like you're that connected with that person that you can feel it, then they can be. Thanks. Oh no, I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
When couples move in together, should the man be responsible for the rent or the mortgage? <laughs> what? Okay, let's ask this question. Who the hell lived there? <laughs> Who lived there? And was you living there before I came along? Exactly. Or did we come in this together? Who's on the lease or the title? Yeah, I see this question all the time on Facebook, and I really don't understand why people ask it like they're asking for it. My thing is... Every marriage, every relationship is different. Totally what works for your right. house right. might not work for you. You know, it's you are what you live. Your parents might have had it a certain way, but your situation is a little different. You know, he might not make the daddy that your um, your dad made, or you might not make the money that your dad made. So, and then I just want these women to get out of the mindset that these men are supposed to take care of you. But have you ever noticed that's why there's so many single women out there? Like the ones that think the man is supposed to take care of 100%, they're still single. It's not their world anymore. They don't know shit about compromise. We both own properties. He moved in with me like two years after we bought our properties. We split everything down the middle. Which is part. You guys make the us. same amount of money, though. No, he makes way more than I do, but he covers a lot more than I do too. Well, yeah, he does all the car maintenance. He does all everything. Like so, household bills we split. I cover groceries. He covers everything else. I mean, that's so fair. essentially, well, is that something that you guys sat down and talked about? Though? Absolutely. I mean, I would never want anybody to pay my mortgage. I mean, his name's not on it. So why would he pay all of my mortgage? And that's the that's the that's what right, they miss and they feel like that oh, goes back right. to the individual's couple. It that's does. Right. Right. It goes, what works no, no, right no work for us? It's no blueprint to whatever the couple but, decides on. And like you said, this was a Facebook top. This was a Facebook topic like a, a while, yeah, and several times. And there were a lot of w- there were a lot of women who said, and they're all single. Yeah, they were all saying, I cannot. They were saying, I cannot be with a man who does not take care of the mortgage or the rent. They said they're, they're old. They said they're old school, and they believe that back in the days, a man was supposed to take care of the household, which meant the rent or the mortgage. It's 2017, and that's just how some they men feel. Are still like that, and if there they are, are some, and there are some men like that. There but are some men like that. But, but, here, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. Don't be old fashioned on some things and not on right. all things. Because if I'm paying the mortgage and I'm paying the rent, bitch, you better be cooking, frying, and washing. Well, well those bitches don't. Right. They don't. And, so, that's, and that's where the that, issue lies. Unfortunately, I'm, again, a woman of many talents. <laughs> so, what you should know, we do? I mean, oh, yeah. I can bring like, just as much money, all of the cook, fry it up in a pan. I mean, look at me. <laughs> she got bring home the bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Like Medulla said, who li- what were you doing before? I got there. Right. So now that I'm here, it's just automatic. Oh, you live here, pay all the bills, and let me go do my life. But watch this. Or is it that mm-hmm. now you got a man, now you want to live beyond your means because you think, oh, it's two incomes now. A lot of women made that mistake. They they downplay men just because they can't support the lifestyle that they can't afford. Right. Right. And I think that's so wrong. Me- oh, I'm sorry. Go oh. ahead. <laughs> and I think... Everybody said this, you know, this, you know, it definitely depends on what, how your household is. But my thing is, like we were talking about much earlier in another, another topic, a lot of women are independent now. And a lot of women are actually making more money than the men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, a lot of men cannot afford to pay a mortgage, pay a car note. I mean, especially if you, if you're driving a Mercedes, if you have a, this lavish lifestyle on your own, then you come into somebody else. And you want to pay has, just because I'm the man, yeah, I got to pay for all Yeah, then they have a even more, more lavish lifestyle. How am I going to? No balance the two. I, I mean, I can't do that. That's so we're gonna a, have that's to split some stuff. That's a person that's not even looking to build. Yeah. 
They just want, they're just yeah. shallow. And it's, yeah. it's, it's right. the same yeah. thing with child support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, you got a man here. Okay, he had a one night stand. Now he got this lady pregnant. She lived in Section 8, the apartments over there. You know, we give her like 1200 a month. He over here with his wife and they two kids and they beautiful house. But you calling him every five minutes. Now he give you this money, but you call. I had an issue with a girl on Facebook about that. He done paid you, but you feel like, oh, well, my life's going to get cut off. I got his kid. He need to give me some more money. Well, I think there's something about what, what, is about that? what you just said. He paid her, but child support isn't to pay the mother. It's to support the child. And that's what my thing is. If I'm giving you $200 a month, that you at least keep your lights yeah. on. Make sure my kids And my thing care. is, I said, well, if you call me with that bullshit, I'm going to come get my child. You call me when the lights get back right. on, I bring them back. Right. Because so. you sound unfit. Mm. That's what I heard. You know. That's what I heard. <laughs> 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 or you're gonna be in a fit. In the dog. In the heat. But she was in fear last night. Mm. Mm. These are the same women that probably don't agree to joint custody because they want all the money. Or the same way. That's what I'm saying. We'll say that for the next one. Yeah. Next. Or the same way. We'll say, you know, he's a deadbeat dad, but he was a deadbeat dad two babies ago. Yeah. That's right. And you still yeah. going there, man. Yeah. Wow. The dick wasn't dead beat, obviously. Hey. No, the dick is dead. It was, it was quite live. You just was blind. <laughs> but you I mean, not from personal experience. You let him shoot the club up, so you right. know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, pow pow. I'm gonna be leaving soon. So <laughs> <laughs> So in the vein of relationships, we're gonna move on to friendships. So what are the unsaid standards of your friendships? I'm gonna go around the table. We're going to start with Perlasia. Speaking to the mic. Um, no judgment zone. My friends can't judge me. That's your only standard? Of course, loyalty and honesty, the basics, but judgment is the biggest one. If I have an issue, I want you to listen to be my friend. Don't sit there and pass judgment. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me. Uh, for me, it's call me on my shit. Call you on your shit. Yeah. Okay. Your shit. Yeah. Well, I want to go a little deeper than that a little bit when it comes to standards of friendships, more so because I feel like in the black community more so, or hell, any community probably, but you you tend to put these these terms or best friends because you've known people longer than others, right? And you meet people like new people. Say, for instance, you know, uh, Aloysius and I. Mm-hmm. You know, haven't known him very long, but I could consider him to be closer than friends I've had for 15 mm-hmm. years. So for me, a standard in a friendship is just what's the energy like? If the energy is there, it doesn't have to be this, you know, I haven't, you haven't known him that long. Like, y'all can't be that close, no actually. No new friends. Yeah, well, friends. exactly. So I think that's a pretty shitty standard yeah, for the no is. new friends thing. That's I know nice. a friend of mine came up with the more new friends, and I think I agree with that. But um, yeah, everything else as far as loyalty and stuff like that's just standard. That that that's unsaid. Right. But the the things for me, I'm more on energy. So I just met this person here, and uh, I feel like we probably could be besties. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll shake you know, more style We make connections. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Betancourt. Yes. No shit saves lives. <laughs> No friend left behind. That's right. Not, Not my daughter. Each one, teach one. No, we pull each other one by one. <laughs> <laughs> this nursery rhyme over here. When you tired of riding that regular bus? Happening. Don't yeah. hesitate to page us. Uh, <laughs> hit me on my hip. Okay. Hit me on my hip. Um, <laughs> um, for me, just like they said, um, you know, everybody knows I have a host of friends. 
the host. Yeah, he's a best friend. Host. I call him a celebrity. I am not a best friend. Oh, people would love you saying I that. Like that. Yeah. I like that. I like that. She says that all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not a best friend whore. Um, <laughs> but my she's for, a friend whore. For me, just like they said, yes, Lord, no. I don't see no, that. Thank you. Lord said no judgments, all that kind of stuff. You know, that's 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 the basics. Um, but my thing is, what I look for in friends, unsaid is. You only got one time, and one time to just you got one time. Like if you fuck me over, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like I can tolerate you, we can speak, but we'll never be in that space again. Do you communicate you. about whatever that? Oh yeah, I'm gonna let you know. Say hey, this was my issue, and I didn't like that, but it's okay. As long as you know what it was, so when I don't, you know, something come up and you be like, well, oh, damn, I thought we was cool. Nah, you ain't think we was cool. No, no, you didn't. Because you already know. But my thing is, if I do it for you, can you still do it for me? Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I feel like my friends are. If I got a flat tire, I should be able to call all of y'all and, hey, mm-hmm. I got you. What's mm-hmm. up? You know, that's how I feel like the people that I call friends. I agree with you. It's not. Well, let me ask you this, too. Sorry to cut you off because it's just in my mind now. Mm-hmm. So, let's just say this person that fucked you over, now they want to communicate. You're communicating about it now. And then they're, they notice that they made a shitty mistake and they mm-hmm. would never do it again and things like that. Now, how are you moving forward in a relationship like that? Do you yeah. still feel there's like no you got one time? We're not. Oh, there's, okay. there's no relationship. Well, wait a minute. It's, wait. It's, no, no, no. It's, you it's, saying, yeah. right? Right, and I, and I get you. That's a point of friendship. And it is. Like, fucking up and making mistakes, I think that makes you stronger. That kind of stuff But is I think fine. you're old enough to recognize right. yeah. what and if, should not happen. I'm talking innately and human nature. Like no one here is like perfect and has never like fucked over a friend. I'm gonna say this that it was no ill intent, but everybody's done shit. You're like, oh man, I didn't know that. Right, and stuff like that is fine. My thing is, I feel like if I have to personally call you out on your shit, then that's an issue. Mm -hmm. Like if you're trying to be oblivious and like, oh, what's up? We chilling, then like, really? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if if it's a major issue, then I have a problem with that. Like, I can't. I, can't well, I mean, there's some stuff you can check a box on, like don't sleep with my wife or husband. Well, it's obvious stuff, but I'm yeah, just saying, but like, if there's stuff that it's like no. When it gets to the point, like I, I just can't fuck with you no more. Like in it, and we like I could be cool, we can hang, not even hang. I could be in the same space with you, and we can have a conversation. That's fine, but outside of that, no. There's no we talking about it yet. We can talk about it years later. Yeah, yeah it was not even up. years later. Like you can talk about it pretty recent. Like okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know it happened two weeks ago. But like right. damn, I knew that was fucked up. Yeah. I'm a community. Right. And yeah. I'm like, right. yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. And I'm just like, yeah, it was fucked up. You know, this is how I felt. That's how you felt. Cool. We gonna move on with our lives. There's no any old chumbo chumbo on this here. You got you got one time. Yeah. That's it. Damn, Aloysius. What was the question again? Unsaid standards of friendship. Oh, the standards. Unsaid standards. Like stuff you don't have to say. Uh, for me, um, I agree with the people that came before me. I agree. I agree with everything they said. You know, lords and all that. Lords here, trust and all that type of stuff. However, um, I'm a big person on iron sharpening iron. So I feel like, I like friends should always be pushing yep. that friend. 
So if I have a friend that has a business, I'm supporting that friend that business. Okay, what what's next? What's yeah. next? The same thing with me. If I have something that I'm doing, okay, they should be pushing me to what's next. We should be pushing each other to that next level. We shouldn't just always be going to the club to turn up. We shouldn't always just be wanting to smoke. We shouldn't always be wanting to drink. We yeah. need to be pushing each other. Okay, you got this done. Okay, what's next? What's next? Let's keep moving because time is running out. And that's one of my unsaid But is that, we, is that realistic? We it, say it's, this it, all the it's time. Not, it's not realistic. Now. It's okay. not realistic so for everybody. Even, right. It's not realistic right. for everybody. But, that, but, but my thing is, when I call, when I call you a friend, that right. means I'm holding myself accountable to yeah. you, and I feel like there should be some accountability to me. Right, absolutely. So, therefore, if I'm being accountable to you, I shouldn't be letting you do all these certain things mm-hmm. over and over and over mm-hmm. again and think that you're going to change. No, 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 shit. no. Yeah, we 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 not we not having that. Okay, okay, girl. It's been five years. You still been in college? Okay, right. what, what you doing? What you doing? What, what's your team? What's your team? <laughs> and, what's and, going and, on? And I can agree with that because people right. don't know me. And, me and Madula have been friends about twenty two years. Oh, wow. So we've been friends for a very twenty two years. Money do it? Yeah. What the fuck? We're just winning to That's a big number. Yes, I mean, but people aren't friends that long, and like. Anastasia said, you know, it doesn't matter about how long, but it's about the the energy. It's about the energy and the experience that you've been through. So, like, we've had that conversation. You know, I was at a point where I was at college. I was like, fuck this shit. I'm tired of, okay, well, you've been there long enough. What have you been doing? Like, he's that type of friend. You've got to have that. Because if you don't have nobody, like Steve Harvey said, if you got nine friends that's broke, you're going to be the number ten. Mm -hmm. Like, you got to you got to have somebody that's going to elevate you or at least push you. Even if they're not moving up in their own life, you at least got to, um, you at least got to have them. Yeah, and, and like uh, Anastasia said, it's not realistic for mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, when I, I take the word friend very, very seriously. Right. I don't just call people right. that. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm, I'm about the time frame. I mean, after, you know, after about a good year or so, whatever. I mean, yeah, the energy may be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can consider everybody in this room a friend. Mm-hmm. The energy is good. But when I say friend, that means I'm holding you accountable. You know, I'm checking on you. I say, okay, blah, blah, blah. Now, if you don't have baby number two, you're and sexually you, abusing them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. But my I thing is, but, I, but my yes. thing is, let let me let me as a friend sexually let me as a friend sexually abuse you before you let somebody go on the street do it. Because my thing is, I'm accountable. So if you on baby number two and you ain't married, we having a conversation, mm-hmm. and I'm having a conversation with the, pe- mm-hmm. the person you screwing too. I, that's just I'm, 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 I'm just I'm just being real real right now because it's not gonna work for everybody. But if if it's not working for that particular friend, then it may be time for you to leave that person behind. Like like Aloysia said, you know, okay, well we just we just really not doing each other because you're not progressing, you're not doing anything. You just you stuck on stage one. I don't want to be stuck on stage one. I'm trying to get to stage ten and eleven and twelve. Yeah, I'm trying to get up there because I believe in life. You have a birth certificate. And you have a death certificate. And that dash in between is everything that you've done. Oh, that's so cliche. Cute, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very cliche, but it's, it's, it's the truth. And, and, and Auntie Corinne is not the only one that has said it. But in that dash in between, what have you what have you done? To act- <laughs> yeah, what, what have you done for yourself lately? What have you poured out? Are you dying empty? I mean, are you dying? Right. Are you asking yourself the question. Are you dying empty or are you just dying full of a whole lot of stuff? But you just decided to go to the club and, and put it all there. You know, so I, accountability. You know, mm-hmm. that I said. Oh, yeah, that was a lot. Come on, Petrillo. <laughs> Sophia. 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 Picture at home. Loyalty. Making me better and to inherently know me. Like a friend would know by the way you respond to a text mm-hmm. if something is wrong with you. Mm-hmm. 
Then they're going to pick up the phone and say, no, I don't want to text you. Actually, I'm outside the door. <laughs> That's the unsaid. You know me so deep. You know, by the way, I say hi versus hey. Mm-hmm. Something not right. Or I ain't heard from her in five days. Yeah, they ain't like her. Right. She ain't posted on IG. Something's going on. You know people so well, and it's not about the quantity of that relationship. It's about the quality of mm-hmm. it. You should know your friends so well, you know it's something deep down in your spirit that God pushing you. Check on Aloysius. Mm-hmm. Something ain't right. Be that own time friend. Like, Jesus, yes. <laughs> when I show up, it's the right time. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it may take me two hours, but when I show up. Oh, we, we know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the friend that can't say no. The friend that can't say no, but I'm going to agree with something. Anastasia. 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 From overseas. I've been told I'm not a good. I've been told I'm not a good friend. Really? I've been told. I've been told I'm not a good friend. Really? But at the end of the day, this is my expectations. I well. Well. I feel that you can't have unreal expectations for your friends. I know certain friends who I can call if I'm in trouble. I know the friend who's not going to pick up their phone at a certain time, and I'm just like, I'm not calling you. That's the one I'm not going to call. So I don't have unreal expectations for my friends. You can call me. (laughs) Actually, I would get scared like when certain people call me at a certain time. I'd be like, oh... What's well, up? I just already right. know if I need right. to sit on the side of the bed or if I need to stop Right, yeah, on. yeah. Like, That's inherently know. knowing your friend. friend. That's a good point. Yeah. Now, wish is no. After 10, 11 o'clock on the weekday, it's a problem. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. But that right. Also, I'm sorry, this is Gemma. <laughs> but that also goes to, you know, a, a perfect thing that you were saying. Where did you come from? A perfect thing that you were saying here. I'm sorry. Is there a problem? I'm sorry, this is Gemma Ward. Okay, she's here as well and she would like to say a few things in regards to the friendship thing. Because I feel I'm sorry, what's your name again? Lance. Lance Lance made a good point. So I think that you know you have different friends and there's levels to these friendships. You can't expect all of your friends to act a certain way. You have a friend for this, friend for that. You may be able to go a little bit deeper in a relationship with this friend, but this friend may be a little bit surface, and that's fine. I don't think like you know because this person you can't get deep with. That you have to just dismiss them and put them on the side. I think you satellite from BBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just want to say that. Right. Yeah, you know, I have I have some I have some friends that I know I can I can joke Thank with. You, you know, well. I can be like you know, yo, what's up, bitch? You know, another friend, <laughs> another friend. You know, I'm not gonna say what's up, bitch, because they're gonna be like. Don't, dis- don't disrespect me like, like that. Why you call me a bitch? <laughs> you know, so it's you know, like well, you can't have those. Yeah, I agree because we don't do that. Right. Well, we so can't have unrealist, unrealistic expectations. Bitch. And another thing for me is no unsolicited advice. If no I didn't ask, yeah, if I didn't, if I didn't ask for it. Like he said, he know what friend to call for what. Don't call me for that. Because if you having a, let's just say you having a problem at work, you just may want to vent about it. That doesn't mean that you want to tell me tell me to quit it. I don't I don't need you to tell me to quit my job. I'm just saying I had a shitty day and just listen to it. Right. That's right. Yeah. I'm doing that. <laughs> well, apparently, sometimes one friend can be multiple people. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. 
Very, yeah, very bad. That feels different voice. Let's, t- hey, let's put it here. And it goes back to, okay, I'm not that friend you're going to call if you're ready to go slash somebody's tires. Oh, yeah. you, so might have that, you may have that other that friend that you're going to call. Don't call me because I'm not going with you to slash their tires. Now, I may take you, drive you by there so you can go do it, but I'm not going to jump out and call you. <laughs> 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 you know, I'm going to shoot her ass for later. That's me. We'll talk about it on the ride home. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. But you I shot somebody. It's just a figure of speech. I, I might not actually shoot them, but she's gonna, gonna fuck somebody up, then he's gonna shoot somebody. You said you said it was an issue. Shit, we'll talk about it on the ride home. But so I'm gonna say, just let me know ahead of time what we going to do. So I need to know, and I you know, that. if I need to keep this car running or if I need to leave <laughs> you your ass right here. I'm going to circle the block. I'm going to go over right. there. Just jump on in. You just jump on in. We just need to know. So I just, that's just what, that's just how I feel oh, about, I like you know, friendships. Oh, like Nancy. <laughs> Nancy, stay quiet on this question. Right, yes. Hello, see you no. no, bitch, it's just Nancy. I don't have a last name. So for me, it's definitely loyalty. Um, I know a lot of people, but only consider a select few friends. So pretty much at, at everybody at this table is a friend of mine. I know Aloysius and Medulla. If I need to run up on somebody, if I need to put sugar in the gas tank, if I need to slit tires, anything. They will be down for the count. We'll let that life no more. Um, now, Lance and... I'm delivered. OTP. OTP. I'm sorry. They will be the getaway car. Um, but no, I don't OTP will be there. Lance will be the getaway car. No, he, OTP will be there. He just won't know what's going on. Yeah, you have to lie. Oh, uh, yes. Because I can't do no time. Can't do no time. But for me, it's absolutely not about um, quantity, more so about quality. I've known Aloysius for nine years, and he is by far the best friend I've ever had will be down for me to run away to Cuba, will be down for me to kill somebody, rob, it doesn't matter. Um, so I think some unsaid rules of friendship would be loyalty, no judgment, but I do want you to call me on my shit. Like I need to know if I'm acting really fucking crazy right now, which I have a tendency to do, um, or if I'm like actually being real. So that would be my unsaid rules of friendship. And then to drink with me and to give me all that I give you. Like right now. (laughs) (laughs) Unsaid standards of friendship. Um, Mine is confidentiality. Um, You know, because I can be friends with multiple people who are also friends, but I might not share everything with everybody in our circle of friends. So it goes back to every friend has a role. Every friend plays a specific part in my life. So... You know, I know which friend I can. I feel comfortable in disclosing certain information or you know situations or things. Because me personally, I have difficulty being transparent with people um, because of the level of trust I feel I have to have with someone in order to be transparent. So, I think an unsaid standard for me is um, confidentiality. You know, trust. And to Medulla's point. I'm one of those friends that I set expectations of my friendships. I am the friend to you that I want you to be to me. I'm there to be your encourager, your cheerleader, your motivator, your ride or die, you know. If you have a problem, we sit down together and we figure out how do we get past it, how do we remove barriers and be successful. That's me as a friend. So I expect the same from my friends. You know, even if I may not call you and tell you something is wrong, to Sophia's point, if you text me and you say, what's up, what you're doing, and I respond a certain way, you know 
something ain't right. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, okay, something ain't right. Or if you call me and I don't answer, there was a time where Aloysius was looking for me and I didn't answer and shit got real. He was like, um, I was about to roll up. Like, where you at? For real, What's going for real. <laughs> and it wasn't really anything wrong. It's just that I just took, mm-hmm. you know, some time to just cut off and unplug from everything. But it's having those friends who know you in that capacity to know, you know, what's going on with you, you know, being there for you. So those are my unsaid rules. Come on, Sophia. Okay. So y'all know my cousins are the Shaws of Sunset. So the past mm, episode, yes. Asa, I don't know if you watch watches the show. She's yes, pregnant. That's my cousin, too. Yes, that's our cousin. So group of friends they were in Iran I believe and they were sitting around the table and MJ who's trying to get pregnant was trying to prod her about you know did you mm-hmm. naturally get pregnant you're a certain age and majority of the group came at Asa who's pregnant and said you don't open up everybody else shares everything about themselves when they go to the bathroom when they wake up but that's choice right Very much so fun. how do you feel about friends sit down for hours spill everything about them and then they respond with oh okay me personally, I'm like you. Like it takes a while. Everybody has their role. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows a little bit of something about mm-hmm. something in my personal life. Mm-hmm. That's your role. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you don't trust a certain mm-hmm. person with that information. It's just I know what I'm going to get back. Yep. What I need. <coughs> right. I know mm-hmm. coming from Nancy it's gonna be a genuine. Coming from OTP it's gonna be petty. You know, <laughs> you, know you know so, some people have an issue with that. Some people really feel like if I'm giving you everything since 1980 yeah. that has occurred, mm-hmm. you should give. And I'm not like that. And that's right. unfortunate. I'm sorry, Anastasia's back. That's <laughs> unfortunate because, again, it goes back to everybody is different. Like, if my personality is not one to go ham on my life, then that's just not my personality. But I take yours and I cherish it and I'm going to lock it down and I'm not looking right. to tell it to anybody right. else. So, it just goes back to everybody's a little different and it is unfortunate because there are friends I have one that feels like you're not opening up that don't mean mm-hmm. I ain't your damn friend right. I mean right. that just means some that's just I just go a little deeper with, with other people and right. if it's not natural for me to say all of this shit then I'm not gonna say it but if it happens to happen right great right. another level have we reached right. level three <laughs> so that was yeah. good so would you date someone who constantly smokes marijuana? Why or why not? <laughs> you know, me personally, you know, I have certain, I have deal breakers. Um, and my deal breakers have been pretty consistent. They don't waver too much. Um, I don't do the internet or the social media online dating battle. I'm always lose. You know, I can, you know, go into somewhere, go into a club, something like that. You're bound to run into them in a certain mm-hmm, area. Mm-hmm. You take it online, I would never see them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's about I don't fight. Um, another battle I don't fight is drugs in any kind, as far as being obsessive or you know doing it all the time. I don't, I don't fight that battle. So being 420 friendly on the regular. That's kind of a deal breaker for me because if I, if I feel that you can't function without smoking, that's an issue for me because it's a, it's, it, it's a habit. You're addicted. And I just, you know, and I know some, and the thing about it, some people's like, oh, well, you know, it's just marijuana, whatever, whatever. But 
at the end of the day, if you smoke, you basically have to do homework for a drug test. What? I mean, if if you smoke, I mean, because think about it. I feel like a drug is anything that when you go to apply for a job, you have to explain if it comes up in your system. Well, that the government decided to call that a drug. Right. Right. I agree. Right. So So. when they, so when they deem it not. Right. Well, it's not, then I'll reassess. It's not you can eat a poppy seed bacon and come up positive for cocaine. So, so, right. so, so, so certain you can um, take. Thank you. And those are you can do damn anti, um, hey, like for heart. Hey, uh, hey, what hey. is it? Ask reflux. Hey. So let's be clear. 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 The question was me. Absolutely. Damn it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I disagree. And that's fine. But the question was, would you, as in me, as an OTP, would I date someone who constantly smokes marijuana? Why or why not? Damn it. I said no. What if you didn't know? Oh, I would know. No. Got to. Oh, no, no, no. But wait a minute. I'm going to tell you how I would know because the question says constantly. Which what is I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Only reason I'm gonna say. And when I think constantly, I think fucking chimney. I Can know somebody. Can we just somebody. reverse the round table? So you would be. You would be in the middle. So let me. <laughs> let me just say this. Grab that mic. Yeah. I, I think everything depends on consistency. Right. And I think it depends on. So for example, my job stresses me the fuck out. So I need Xanax to get through Monday through Friday. However, I don't need it on the weekends. So I don't think it's fair to say somebody that smokes marijuana, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday, Sunday. Well, just Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday <laughs> is a bad person as long as it's not affecting their drive. That's what I was going to say. Some people need it to function. So if you have anxiety and you don't want to go the Xanax route, which I did, <laughs> if you don't want to go the Xanax route and you want to do something herbal, Herbal. Yes. Herbal. Then you may not think it's a problem. So as long as you don't smell, smell like a tobacco farm. That's what I'm thinking. Well, but, you don't smell like a tobacco well, farm. Well, I mean, not but a we don't smell farm. like it anyway. But you know, it, it doesn't matter. If you, if you don't smell like a burnt farm, then I think it should be fine. <laughs> right. But if you need it to actually function with your partner, yeah. then it's an issue. And that's, right. that's but if I'm you can function with your that's what that's what But that's what I'm saying. Like as long as you can function with your partner and you don't need something to actually like be in a relationship, then you should be good. But if you feel like you might need it or it helps with your work relationships or your friend relationships, it doesn't affect you. So what would you all consider excessive? Or it, it, constant. It, well, I, and the only reason I say it is like it depends on the person and how they do it because mm-hmm. I have a cousin her husband smoked for the last 10 years and she never knew mm-hmm. and he smoked he never smoked in the shirt he never smoked in the house he never smoked in the car he always brushed his teeth she never knew until one day she came home and he was sitting outside smoking and she was like when you started smoking he was like I've been smoking for the last 9 years so I think it's how I think how 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 it affects the person's life. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't take a shower without smoking, mm-hmm. you can't eat without smoking, you can't Wake talk on the phone. You, like when it becomes like an actual habit, where it's controlling your lifestyle, then I think that's the issue. Mm-hmm. But if you just want to smoke a little weed, like ah, it, it that don't bother me. Me either. 
I mean, here and there is fine, but the question was constantly. But and that's what I'm saying. That's why I gave that analogy. Yeah. So if you can constantly smoke it yeah. and it not affect you as an individual, mm-hmm. by all means, go for it. Mm-hmm. And you still Don't, and you still would date them? Huh? I would. Yeah, I would still date them. Don't you ain't acting crazy and it's like you itching and feeling like a crackhead. You know, oh shit, I ain't got no, I ain't got no more. You know, I need a dime bag, and it's like two o'clock in the morning. It's like, well, take your legs to sleep. Like, if you, if it's that bad, then no, we got an issue. Thank Lance. Want to say something? Come on, Lance. Well, as Lance is more twenty friendly. Are you yeah. high right? Are you high right now? For the bitches who always ask, am I there have been some bitches who ask, am I always high when we record this podcast and. For the record, I am not hot tonight. Okay, so, but tonight, tonight. <laughs> no <laughs> people who have. Right. Are however, you in charge, girl? Are you in charge, girl? <laughs> so are you talking about me because I ask no, that every week. Somebody off. The oh, park. off the air. Yeah, off the okay, air. Okay, well, if you off the air, you got a question, please come see us every Tuesday because that's when we record. Right, you somebody know off the air asked that question. And we'll let you know if we hide now when you get here. Ooh. However, yeah. as a person, I've dated people who are constant smokers. I've dated people who smoke, you know, just every other day. And it all depends. Um, I think some people can... It, it, smoking has a different effect on different on everybody I feel. Some people can smoke morning, noon, night, still go about their day, function like it's nothing, still get shit accomplished. Me for one, I know I can't smoke like that. <laughs> so it's gonna fuck up my day. I know I'm not gonna smoke in the morning or days when I have to go to work because I'm not gonna get shit done. You're an after five <laughs> I'm an after I'm an after five smoker. There are certain people I've been around that can get up, smoke. I'm ready to go ahead and, and, and get it popping, you know. So I think it just depends on the person, you know. Like I said, it everybody it affects everybody differently. So I could do it. Um, I don't think I could be with nobody who didn't, but you know. So that's a very interesting t- um, thing. So if someone who smokes, you think that you don't you couldn't be with someone who doesn't smoke? No, because I think that a person who doesn't smoke, uh, they would have to be accepting. I, right. They, they, they would have right. to be accepting of it because a person who doesn't smoke right. really has a good reason why they don't smoke. And they they either a, cannot stand the smell right. mm-hmm. or they have smoked before and they had a bad reaction to it. <laughs> I don't know how because I, don't, I, don't, I can't get the rhythm down. It's, it's, it's called practice. It's, it's called, yeah, it's called <laughs> practice. So. Come on, Anastasia. Anybody else? Well, that was fun. That was great. Well, we appreciate your listens and everyone. We got Anastasia, Medulla, Perlasia, Nancy, Lance, Sophia, Moist Howlett, OTP, and of course, Aloysius. You forgot Jimmer, but that's fine. Yes, and we got Jimmer live from the the BBC. (laughs) From the BBC all the way from London, England. Not the big black cops. They always say London. Oh, my God. You can follow us on all social media avenues. No shit, Sherlock Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We are no shh. 
SHHH on Facebook because they don't like this shit. So they always block our ads. Um, give us your feedback, like, share, comment, and we're done. Thank you everyone for attending. I have to put something in there, Aloysius. What would you do? <laughs> No, 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 no.